It's the first short slate of Major League Baseball season. We've got a five-game day slate after the Royals were rained out. We've got a five-game night slate. That day slate starting right now. And, Mike, I think I should probably be happy that both the Yankees and Mets are going to start in a rain delay so I won't be tilting this day slate during the podcast. I'm thrilled that they're starting in rain delays because I was not interested in watching you tilt this early slate at all. So I, I definitely agree with you there. You know who was not tilting this morning when he woke up? Mike P. got to us on Twitter. Hey, great call on San Diego and Toronto. Stacks last night crushed it for a cool five seventy-five. That's $575 profit. Buy you a virtual beer. Love the pod. Thanks. You know what? Great job to you, Mike P., because I can tell you the lineup that we gave on yesterday's show did not make $575 in a contest, and that's why we tell you go to Sportsline, get Mike's information, Use the information you get on this show and create your own lineups, and you can be profiting just like Mike P. Mike, let's just talk about short slates because we haven't had one yet in the baseball season. We've talked about it in basketball and how important it is to have the right stud on those short slates. This is kind of a weird one because it's almost a short slate without a stud. How do you feel about this slate? Yeah, it's definitely a a short short slate without a stud here. Um, So usually... When we have this kind of a slate, we're going to have, you know, a ten to $11,000 pitcher that we can just pay up for. Then you kind of have to make a decision. But with the pricing the way it is, especially on FanDuel, you look, Johnny Cueto at $8,500 is the most expensive pitcher. So you can really roster all of the studs that you want. Um, so the strategy here is you need to have the top three studs in your lineup if you want to win tonight. And the problem that we have is a couple of those studs play the same position tonight. That is exactly right. They, they, two of them for sure. More on that when we get to Dong Chasers. Let's talk about the top stacks of the night. I will say one thing about this slate is I started building lineups and the first two or three lineups I built had $600 plus left on the table. I do think this is a slate where I'm going to be far more likely, especially if I play 10, 15 lineups to have several where there's a lot of money left. Yeah, if you're playing a lot of lineups tonight, you are going to have money left. Uh, you know, typically, I know it's an uncomfortable feeling sometimes, but I would not worry about it at all in a sport like baseball, especially on this slate. And just knowing how early we are in the season, it's going to take a week or two for the pricing to kind of catch up on some of these players and the roles that they have. Uh, so I, I definitely think that you're fine having 600, even a thousand dollars left over in your lineups tonight. Well, I think one of the, bigger issues as well is with five games it's going to be pretty hard to be contrarian it's going to be pretty hard to stand out from the field less people will leave that money on the table that might be one way to do it let's talk about the top stacks of the night the blue jays once again of course they are after putting up what 14 runs last night they are an implied total of 5.2 that's not a surprise they're going up against the worst pitcher on a slate full of bad pitchers, Carson Fulmer. The second one is yeah. a little bit more of a surprise. The Oakland Athletics have an implied total of five tonight. That's that's a lot. Uh, Doug Fister, um, you know, I'm kind of shocked at that total as well. You know, you look and see Shamanaya minus 165 favorite at home against Doug Fister. Um, you know, I like some of these A's bats, but. Man, five runs at the Coliseum there in this weather, like it that's that's a very high projection for the Oakland A's tonight. Well, Chris Davis, my dong chasers pick from last night, was a disappointment. And I, that's what makes me worried about the Oakland stack, is it's are you really gonna build an Oakland stack 
without Marcus Simeon, without Chris Davis? And are you really going to include those guys when Doug Fister, while he's not a good pitcher, has actually been pretty good against right-handed bats, held them to a 589 OPS last year. Lefties just absolutely crushed him the last couple of years. Yeah, he's gotten killed by lefties. Uh, and th- that's why this stack is kind of weird because the A's really don't have a ton of good lefties. I mean, sure, they've got Matt Olson with some power, but Jed Lowry, a switch hitter hitting left-handed, isn't exactly a power hitter. Matt Joyce isn't a power hitter at this point, And Boog Powell, definitely not a power hitter. Like, there's not a ton of left-handed power for Oakland here. So I think if you're building lineups and stacking them, I think that you're still going to have to play the righties like Chris Davis if you want some upside. And then as far as a contrarian stack, I don't believe this will be all that popular at all, but I do like the Chicago White Sox against Aaron Sanchez. Sanchez does not strike anyone out. That leaves him wide open to bad luck. He's also pitching in Toronto, a park that provides a lot of room for offense. He has had some in the past reverse split situations. I think Jose Abreu could be under-owned on this slate with some of the other first-base options. I'm going to talk about Sanchez a little bit later as well because I think his pricing is fascinating. But the White Sox are my contrarian stack of the day. Yeah, I, I like the White Sox as a contrarian stack, too. Um, on, on the other side of it, I I kind of like the Texas Rangers, too. Um, I, I just the, the range of outcomes for Sean Mania is, you know, they're still relatively high. I don't think anyone's going to play the Rangers in this spot, knowing it's a poor park shift. So I think that they, you know, while they are behind the White Sox for me, I do think that they're another stack, like, Look, uh, on this slate with five games, you can basically stack any team here. Right. And, th- and when things go wrong for Sean Manai, I mean, he not, might not last three innings. So hopefully they don't go wrong. He'll be a very popular pitcher, I'm sure, in cash games. More on that in just a minute. But first, Mike's favorite segment. It's the BVP All-Stars. Nolan Arenado, 1667 OPS in 18 plate appearances against Clayton Richard. Chris Iannetta, 1274 OPS with two dongs in 20 plate appearances against Clayton Richard. Elvis Andrews, maybe part of that Rangers stack, definitely part of the Rangers stack if you're putting it together. 1161 OPS in 20 plate appearances against Manaya. And then Jonathan VR, about a 900 OPS with a dong in 24 plate appearances against Carlos Martinez. On the other side, Carlos Gonzalez has been dominated by Clayton Richard. And that's not all that surprising because he's really good against lefties. Cargo with a 475 OPS and 12 strikeouts. In 43 plate appearances. Not even sure if he'll be in the lineup tonight. Gene Segura, 514 OPS, only one extra base hit in 37 plate appearances against Johnny Cueto. Matt Joyce will be somewhat popular, I would assume, especially if he leads off against Doug Fister because of Fister's numbers against lefties. He just has a 545 OPS in his career against Fister, though. And then Rugnet Odor should probably not be a part of your Rangers deck. 0 for 13 against Sean Manaya. Wow. Yeah, a lot of those uh, a lot of those make sense tonight. Um, so I I don't really have much to say about the BVP today, Heath. You, you don't ever really have much to say. Like you, try, I appreciate you being a good sport and trying to say something. You should just tell me because we've seen it almost every night. Like last night, Jonathan Scope had terrible BVP against Justin Verlander, and he had a great night. You should just tell me every night which of those is going to reverse itself. I won't make you do it tonight, but moving forward, just argue against the BVP picks because I know you hate them. Time for Dong Chaser standing. Something else you probably hate right now, Mike. I am in first place at 29-13. Adam Azer caught a Dong last night from Bryce Harper, so he gets honors. 
He's up to 26.25 now. Still hasn't quite made up for my opening day double dong, but he's not far behind. Chris Towers at 16.75. Mike at 1,200, ahead of only Scott White, who called his shot tonight. He said he's got a double dong coming tonight. I'm going to go ahead and give his pick first. He didn't get the first selection. He gets the last choice, but I'll go ahead and give his pick first. He is going with Tommy Pham. How do you feel about Tommy Pham and the double dong tonight, Mike? I like it a lot. I was actually considering Tommy Pham as my dong chaser's pick just in an effort to save a few bucks uh, because of your scoring system. Because of my scoring because of <laughs> Because of the scoring system. Adam Azer did have honors because of Bryce Harper last night. He picked Matt Olson because he loves BV- BVP. Olson has faced Doug Fister twice and homered and walked. So there's your BVP. Perfect against Doug Fister. Chris Towers, I was so afraid he was going to take mine, and he took a right-handed hitter on the same team, but he did not take my choice. Chris goes with Trevor Story, who is a good value. I think I'll have some Trevor Story tonight, but he's no Nolan Arenado. That's my pick. Yes, he's $5,000. I don't care. He's going to destroy Clayton Richard tonight. Mike, who are you going with? I am going back to the Toronto Blue Jays, and I'm going to take Josh Donaldson tonight. Uh, I just love this matchup with Carson Palmer. I think he's the obvious choice for me uh, from the Blue Jays here, and I I think that he's going to hit another home run tonight. I don't have a lot of thoughts on tonight's weather. I mean, there's a ton of weather during the day, but I don't expect it to really be a factor in the five-game slate tonight. Is that the way you see it, too? Yeah, I don't see any weather issues at all. Um, It's, you know, 50 degrees in Oakland, uh, not a great hitting environment anyway in most days. But other than that, uh, yeah, there's really nothing to look at. I mean, two of the five games are in domes. So, All right, let's just jump straight to the top pitchers. Oh, wait, there aren't any. There are no top pitchers on this slate. Johnny Cueto, 8,500, the most expensive pitcher. Over on DraftKings, Carlos Martinez, they, they do not have their Miller Park factor working correctly. Carlos Martinez, 10,200. And this is not BVP, but I guess it's PVP, pitcher versus park. Martinez had a 632 ERA in three starts at Miller Park last year. That's a very small sample size, but what's not a small sample size is that Miller Park is an incredible hitter's park. There's no way you can play Carmart on DraftKings, right? I mean, it's difficult. So on a normal situation, no. Tonight, I do think that you can just because... You know, salary cap really isn't an issue at all. Uh, so Carlos Martinez is really like, you know, I say this pretty much every day, but there's at least one game every night where you can take the pitcher and then also build a separate lineup where you stack the opposing team. Carlos Martinez is that guy tonight, in my opinion. He still has strikeout upside. This Brewers team does project to strike out a fair amount this season. Uh, but kind of like you mentioned with Sean Mania too, when things don't go well and he's walking more batters than he's striking out, things go south really, really quickly with Carlos Martinez. Uh, so I do think that, you know, if I'm playing 10 to 15 lineups, I'm certainly going to use them tonight, but I'm definitely going to have Brewer stacks as well. I'm glad you think that I can use Carlos Martinez because he was my contrarian pitcher of the night. I think his ownership on DraftKings at least will be held down by the fact that he is the most expensive pitcher he's pitching at Miller Park. Oh, yeah. I don't expect many people to own him at all. Uh, maybe, you know, you're not going to see like, ownership because there's only five games to pick from, but 10% maybe. Uh, I I think that that's probably a pretty accurate spot for him. And, you know, at 10%, honestly, in any matchup, he's worth taking a shot on. 
Okay, so we know we don't actually have an elite pitcher on this slate. We know the price doesn't matter so much. So who is your top pitcher? And you can give me like I would assume it would be the same on FanDuel and DraftKings since the pricing doesn't matter that much. Yeah, it's going to be the same on both sites. Uh, I, you know, at this point in the day, I'm really liking John Gray quite a bit. Uh, what is didn't... what is wrong with us? Like, what, we're... you like John Gray too? I every lineup I've made so far has John Gray as a starting pitcher, and I've looked at none of your data. Right. I mean, you know, look, he might not have to face Will Myers. Uh, you know, when you look at a guy pitching, normally pitches in Colorado, just pitched in uh, Chase Field a little bit. Now he gets to go to Petco. You know, it's one of the biggest park shifts that you can face as a starting pitcher. Uh, this Padres lineup really doesn't project to do anything this season, especially if Will Myers, one of their best hitters, is out of the lineup. Uh, just a lot working in the favor of John Gray here. And, you know, his team hits left-handed pitching well. They should be able to pick up a win against Clayton Richard. Uh, I just think John Gray makes the most sense, and he's got the highest floor of anyone tonight. Now, you're going to change that if Christian Villanueva is back in the lineup for the Padres, right? Oh, definitely. If Villanueva's in, then you absolutely cannot play John Gray. That's exactly what I thought. Mike didn't mean that at all. Okay, so John Gray, we both like him a lot. Over on FanDuel, I just want to talk about the pricing for a second. I don't really, like, I've never been an Aaron Sanchez fan. I don't, I, that one really exceptional year he had, I didn't think it was sustainable. But on FanDuel, he's $6,200. He's 500 less than Doug Fister, 800 less than Clayton Richard, 1300 less than King Felix, who I would assume is a decent size underdog. And the opposing pitcher in that game is Carson Fulmer. Like, if this was a normal slate and we had a lot of expensive bats we wanted to play, Aaron Sanchez would be an awesome play. Yeah, I know. He would be one of the better tournament plays on the slate if this was, you know, really a normal slate. Like, you know, we don't, we don't have Trout. We don't have Harper on the slate. We don't have Springer. We don't have the Astros. So, you know, that's probably why we're not going to be playing. At least I'm not going to be playing Aaron Sanchez tonight. There's just, not much of a reason to dip down to that level. But under a normal slate, he would absolutely be one of my top three pitchers probably tonight. Okay, over on DraftKings, a top pitcher is not enough. I know we're going to have shares of Carlos Martinez, but I don't assume that's going to be your most common pairing, Gray and Martinez. So who will is Cueto the guy you're most likely to pair him with, or is it Manaya? Uh It's going to be Johnny Cueto for me at this point. Uh, I, you know... Look, at AT&T Park, it's a really nice environment for him to pitch in. I know it's a nice environment for Sean Mania as well. Uh, but I, I know Cueto is just absolutely comfortable pitching at AT&T Park. And I, I think that he makes a lot more sense because I think that there's a lot less risk. Okay, let's get to the hitters then. I really think at catcher, it would be an excellent, excellent time for Bruce Maxwell to pick up a start for the Athletics. Uh, it would be a nice time for him to do that. I don't know that that's going to happen, but it would be a nice time for him to do it. The re- and I say that, obviously, they're going up against a pitcher that is good against righties and gets crushed by lefties and Doug Fister. And we've seen Jonathan LaCroix, who's pretty old, or at least has acted old the last couple of years, has played three straight games. I think it'd just be a nice time to give him a day off and let Bruce Maxwell hit against Doug Fister. And if that happens, he's my top catcher on DraftKings. Yeah, I, I mean, I like it. Uh, you know, the more you talk about it and look at it, there's a chance that he does get to play, I guess, with Blue Croy playing three in a row. Um, my, my data doesn't have him in, but that doesn't mean anything at this point. Uh, if he does play, I do think that I'll probably be using him, even though I really don't need the salary savings. 
Who are you planning on using at catcher besides it? Is it Chris Iannetta, the top catcher? Uh, you know, honestly, I like a lot of them here. I like Iannetta, but I also like Russell Martin. And I kind of like Yadier Molina. I think that Molina is going to be, you know, look, when you go to Miller Park, it obviously is really going to help someone like Molina at this point in his career. And I don't think many people are going to pay the 3900 for him when he's only 100 less than, say, Buster Posey. But I, I like Yadier Molina as a nice kind of contrarian way to get exposure to the St. Louis Cardinals offense. Okay, we've got a log jam at first base, and it's going to be uh, difficult to make decisions. Adam Azer took Matt Olson with the first pick in Dong Chasers. I think if I was only playing Dong Chasers and I could only ch- choose first baseman, he would be my first choice. But you've got Jose Martinez at Miller Park against Chessing. You've got on DraftKings Matt Carpenter, who's $100 less than Jose Martinez. You've got Justin Smoke in another outstanding matchup. He's quite a bit more expensive on DraftKings, but price doesn't really matter all that much tonight. So there's too many first basemen to play. I think on FanDuel, you're likely playing two of them, unless you're playing two third basemen. So what, which way are you leaning at first base right now? Uh, right now, I've got Justin Smoke in almost all of my lineups. Uh, I think that Matt Olson probably becomes second for me, and then really close behind that is Matt Carpenter or Jose Martinez. Um, you know, I, I like all of them. I wish I could play all of them. Uh, but Justin Smoke, frankly, he rank, rates as the number one first baseman by a pretty good margin for me tonight. Do you realize how close he came to a dong last night? Uh, no, I actually wasn't watching the games last night, but I assumed that he would. Uh, I, I love the matchup for him, so I, I didn't see it, though. Was it close? Uh, he had a ground rule double that I originally, when I was reading it on GameCast, read as a grand slam. And oh. I thought that you just caught a grand dong, but it was a ground rule double, which is fine. It's it's good. You don't get any points for that, but uh, it was a good pick. I was hoping you were just going to tilt a little bit and go right back to Justin Smoke tonight. Oh, I was close. Uh, when I saw Donaldson was only 100 more, I decided that I would take Donaldson, uh, you know, just so I can tilt when Smoke hits two home runs tonight. Okay, I'm just going to give you my initial impression of the rest of these positions. You can tell me what the data says. Hopefully it's something different, but kind of hopefully it's not, because I hope I was just right. I want all the DJ LeMayu tonight. Um, Yes, so my my model's not as high on the Colorado Rockies as you seem to be at this point. Um, I, I like DJ LeMayu. Uh, Devin Travis, even though he's not as good of a player in general, he does rate higher just because of the offense and the run-scoring environment that he's playing in. Uh, so my model is definitely discounting the Rockies a little bit due to the fact that they're playing at Petco Park, and that's such a large park shift from where they usually play. Um, now, on a slate like this, I will oftentimes kind of ignore the data a little bit and, and get them in there, just knowing that they do have that upside and the slate is so small that you know this is really a good matchup for them. But as far as the data goes, I, I like LeMahieu, but he is not my number one second baseman. Okay, third base is where there is just, like first base is a log jam. I think third base is even worse. My dong chasers pick Nolan Arenado, forty five hundred on Fanduel. The second most expensive, Josh Donaldson, is your dong chasers pick. We've also on Fanduel we have Matt Carpenter at a thousand dollars less than Arenado. Adrian Beltre in a matchup with a lefty. Like there's a lot of good options at third base. Is Donaldson your favorite? Donaldson is my favorite, but Donaldson and Arenado are very, very close. Um, just leaning towards the price difference is the reason why I went with Donaldson, especially on DraftKings, where they're just a $400 difference. 
Uh, but those guys are easily one and two at third base for me tonight. So we're going to start this lineup off with Donaldson and Arenado and John Gray. We'll come back and kind of figure some of the other things out. I think we'll probably go ahead and lock Justin Smoke in there since he's the top first baseman on the slate. Second base may be a little bit of a discussion later. Let's take a look at shortstop. It's the one position that I don't really feel great about. I didn't have any notes. I think Elvis Andrews is fine. It doesn't have anything to do with the BVP. It's just the fact that he's facing a lefty that has had some troubles in the past against right, righties. But I, is Tre- you like Trevor Story? That's Chris's dong chaser's pick. Yeah, I think that Trevor Story is uh, at the top. Um, the only little disclaimer there would be uh, Solarte for Toronto. If he happens to be hitting cleanup again, uh, I do think that you could look to use him as well. Um, but it's between him and Trevor Story. And, you know, look, I like Alemis Diaz as well, but the problem is is he typically is going to hit ninth, and that's not very attractive at home. Uh, so it's definitely going to be, for me, Story, then Solarte, and then maybe Elvis Andrus. Okay, looking at the outfield. Curtis Granderson still just 2,100 on FanDuel. He was awesome last night. So was Dexter Fowler. You don't need either one of them. Yeah, I mean, I like them both. I will probably have exposure to both. Um, you know, in terms of value, they rate as the number one and two outfielder options on the slate for me. Right. Um, you obviously may not need the value on the slate, but they, they do rate very well, and I will definitely have exposure to both players. Well, I think the problem at outfield tonight is you look at the highest-priced outfielders, and you have Charlie Blackman for $1,000 more than any other outfielder, and he's going up against a lefty that is really good against lefties in a bad-hitting environment. Your next two are Lorenzo Cain and Christian Yelich going up against Carlos Martinez. I just assume avoid Carlos Martinez, unless I'm just doing a full-on Brewer stack. Then you have Chris Davis, Marcelo Zuna, Ozuna and Pham, I guess, are my next two favorites. Yeah, I mean, for me, it would be Tommy Pham at that point. Um, I, I prefer him over Ozuna a little bit. And then, you know, looking in the middle right after that, like, you know, you got Domingo Santana, probably not, you know, we're not stacking up the Brewers. Uh, Kevin Pillar, don't love that. Carlos Gonzalez against the lefty. Really, after that, it drops all the way down to Dexter Fowler, Curtis Granderson. Yeah, we're just not going to spend very much money in the outfield. Which is why I said before, we're going to have quite a bit of money left over on this slate. Let's get into building some lineups and just see uh, see how much we do leave on the table. We'll go over to DraftKings first, where we start off with John Gray and Johnny Cueto. Right now, I have Chris Iannetta plugged in at catcher, Justin Smoke at first base. I think on DraftKings, we're probably going to want to go with Donaldson at third just because of the $400 savings. And playing Gray and Cueto, you may actually need that. I have Solarte at shortstop right now, assuming that he does hit cleanup again. I don't know why they'd change that up. Tommy Pham in the outfield. That leaves us with 39.66 for three positions, second baseman and two outfielders. I like, I'm, I'm, you're going to, you're going to have to play. One of Chris Davis, Yelich, Kane, Ozuna, unless you really want to bet on some of these lesser hitters just being better than them. Yeah, I, I do think that you're probably going to have to play one of them. Um, you know, I think if I, if I had to play one, I, I think it's Lorenzo Kane. Uh, like, and if not, then it's going to be Marcelo Ozuna just to try and get more Cardinals exposure. But 
if I got to pick a brewer for me, it's going to be Lorenzo Cain. Well, I guess I guess I would just ask this: like, let's let's just forget about price for a second. And who is the outfielder that you think scores the most fantasy points tonight? Because we like, uh, we don't we don't have to play those guys. We could leave fifteen hundred dollars on the board if we really think that these lower level outfielders are going to outscore them. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I I think Dexter Fowler is the top scoring outfielder tonight. Well, then there's no reason not to play him. Yes. And we should not be so stupid as to worry about how much money we're spending. That leaves 4,300 left for a second baseman and an outfielder. Uh, DJ LeMayhew at second base is 4,400. Your favorite second baseman, you like Devin Travis to score more fantasy points than DJ LeMayhew tonight? Uh, no, I mean, it's, it's really close. I think LeMayhew does edge him just slightly here. Uh, but Travis is the better value. That that makes sense, but like, if we play Lemayhew, it leaves forty two hundred for Marcelo Zuna or Ryan Braun or Ian Desmond against a lefty, or Carlos Mar- or Jose Martinez. Like, I feel great with all those guys. Yeah, no, I feel really good with all of those guys too. Um, you know, at that point, I would probably even pick uh, Jose Martinez and just kind of make it a little bit of a Cardinal stack there with the uh, Toronto stack that we've got going on. So you would go with Jose Martinez over Marcelo Zuna in the Cardinals deck? Um, I think so. I just think it'd be more contrarian. I think more people are going to play Marcelo Zuna. I mean, I like them both projected right next to each other. Um, so, you know, we could go with whichever way you want. But if we're looking for tournament lineups, I think that Martinez is going to be less owned than Marcelo Zuna will be. We're going to go with Martinez. Just know that if you don't want to make that call, you can play Marcelo Zuna in that same spot. So we've got Gray Cueto. Chris Iannetta, Justin Smoke, DJ LeMayhew, Josh Donaldson, Jan Hervas Solarte, Dexter Fowler, Jose Martinez, and Tommy Pham in our DraftKings lineup. $400 left on the table if you want to make some improvements to that lineup. Over on FanDuel, I've started out with John Gray. We have Josh Donaldson at third, Trevor Story at short, Tommy Pham in the outfield, Nolan Arenado at utility, We've got 3,100 remaining, so we're a little bit tighter on salary over here on FanDuel with Gray as our starting pitcher. Matt Olson, $200 less than John Smoke. That may not be a bad option. Jose Martinez, 700 less than Smoke. Let's let's work on the second base in the outfield and know that we have that flexibility at first base. Do we want to go with LeMahieu again here because it doesn't matter, or in terms of price, or because Solarte's a second baseman, do you prefer him just in terms of straight-up fantasy points tonight? Uh, in terms of straight-up fantasy points, Solarte takes the win. Uh, LeMahieu kind of makes a little sense to get exposure, though, with Colorado. Uh, so I don't I don't have any issue doing either one of those things. Uh, we, you know, we're not going to have any problem with salary cap here because in the outfield, we're definitely going to... I, I Dexter Fowler is still the number one outfielder on the slate. And so he's still 2,200. It's ridiculous. Right. 2,200 for Dexter Fowler. Mike's number one outfielder on the slate. And so that leaves us 3,700 for a first baseman and an outfield. That's enough to play Justin Smoke with your choice of Christian Yelich, Chris Davis, Marcelo Zuna, D. Gordon. And that's pretty, it's going to be one of those guys. Yeah. It's, it, look, it's going to be one of those guys. Um, you know, at, at this point, I, I think that Marcelo Zuna is the guy that I want. Uh, just again, keeping with the theme of I want to stack the Cardinals up here at Miller Park and take advantage of that score, run scoring environment. So that's what I would do in this spot. 
Okay, so it's John Gray, Justin Smoke, Jan Hervis Solarte, Josh Donaldson, Trevor Story, Tommy Pham, Dexter Fowler, Marcelo Zuna, and Nolan Arenado. I don't know if we even can. We just almost built the Dong Chasers lineup. We're going to try to put that together here real quick. We'll put in Matt Olson for Adam at first base. We'll put in Trevor Story for Chris at shortstop. We've got Tommy Pham in for Scott in the outfield. So Olson, Donaldson, Story, Pham, and Arenado are there with John Gray. We've got 3,000 per player remaining. You go right back to Solarte at second base in the outfield. We can click on Ozuna at 3,500, click on Fowler. You've got 500 left if you need to make some sort of improvement. But the Dong Chasers lineup, John Gray, Matt Olson, Jan Hervis Solarte, Josh Donaldson, Trevor Story, Tommy Pham, Marcelo Zuna, Dexter Fowler, and Nolan Arenado. And one thing I want to ask you about that lineup, Mike, because we both said we were starting off with John Gray. But if you finish building your lineup with John Gray and you have $500 remaining, are you going to Johnny Cueto? Um, you know, it's really a coin flip. You know, on some lineups I might, some I may not. Um, in this lineup, since you've already got a John Gray lineup put together, I would probably just upgrade to Cueto and make the Dong Chasers lineup a, a Johnny Cueto lineup. Johnny Cueto is going to chase all those dongs away because he's not giving any up tonight. He's going to have a very nice night with John Gray. If you can go with Aaron Sanchez and leave $2,000 on the table as well. I'm not sure if that puts you in a, in a severe disadvantage from anyone else. It's a crazy night on the first short slate of Major League Baseball season. Speaking of crazy, we've got basketball right around the corner. 